Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and we're here in Silverton, Colorado. I'm with the 2017 Hard Rock 100 Endurance Run Champion, Caroline Chavarro. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling? It's the day after winning Hard Rock. I'm very happy, but also very tired. I think this course deserves uh, perfectly the, uh, its name, uh, Wild and Tough. <laughs> it, it was wild and tough, really. Um, you've run a lot of races in a lot of places around the world, and you've gone on a, a lot of adventures in non-race environments, but Hard Rock to you is, is wild and tough? Yes, and also I think it's right that it's a very special race because uh, we are very few runners, and even if the envir environment can be tough because you can have storms and uh, it's very long, the distances are very big, you do not uh, encounter many villages, You're, so you are pretty much alone in the mountain. But the people are great, they are cheering you at every aid station, mm -hmm. making everything for you, and there is plenty of food at the aid station. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, there is a special atmosphere. And I think, um, I'm not sure about what I say, but I have the impression here the finisher rate is very high compared mm. to the number of people who do the race and the difficulty of the course because every runner knows that he is very lucky to be here and everyone tries to finish the race. Wants to see it all the way yeah, through. It's very inspiring. It was inspiring? Yeah, for me because um, uh, last week we had this uh, meeting with women of hard work and I heard uh, this woman who did plenty of time hard work like Betsy Calmeyer Betsy, yeah. and she say oh no not finishing dropping is not an option mm. I, I I want to finish because and for me it was very inspiring when I got lost yesterday I say okay I lost many many times mm -hmm. it's pretty depressing but yeah no, no dropping is not an option I will finish the entire time during when you were lost you were thinking not quitting, I'm continuing on. Yeah, but I, I was so angry and then <laughs> I panicked. I was turning, turning, and trying to go up, down. And I think I lost all my energy there. Okay. Because I was going up really fast and then down really fast. And I, I was really sprinting during one hour and a half. And then when I had to go up to Fontelluride to Oscar Pass, I was burnt. I you were burnt. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about that moment where you got off course and then where you got on and continued on, but let's back up in the race just a teensy bit. Yeah. Um, when the race started, you were leading it <laughs> out across Silverton. Oh, I felt I feel a bit bad because, uh, yeah, going up to Dice Little Giant, I, I was leading with uh, Iker, and I, it's not my habit, you know, normally. <laughs> uh, so uh, there are plenty of, of men in front of me, but I just say okay I have to follow my own pace okay and I was feeling good I was not breathing hard I was really trying to have a soft breath to be smooth in my race so I was feeling really good according to sort of the splits if you compare what you were doing compared to men's and women's history through mile 15 through Maggie Gulch, the second checkpoint, you were running on men's course record pace. Ah. And then between mile 15 and Sherman, mile about 28, you slowed down a bit to just a little bit faster than women's, well, a bit, quite a bit faster than women's record pace. It seemed like 
after Maggie Gulch, you kind of settled in for the long journey, maybe? Yeah, yes, and I also got a bit lost. Ah, you did? Yeah. Out in, um, in Pole Creek? I discussed or? with, uh, in fact, it was my fault. There was a pretty obvious trail, but I, I spoke with Joe Grant, and he said to me, be careful, at the moment you will encounter a lake, and you will have to go left. Mm. And I encountered a lake, and I went left. But in fact, it's not, what, not, it's not the right lake. Ah, okay. It was not cataract lake. It was, it was normally the first just one. a pond. But the little was, pond before yeah. cataract. Okay. And I got up, done, and I lost maybe 10 minutes. Ah, okay. And also, this section is pretty flat, and I am not very fast on the flat. Okay. So I just tried yeah, to set me myself in a long course and to save my energy for the next uphills. Um, so coming into Sherman, Sherman is about 28 miles yeah. into the race. You're about a third of the way through it. However, you're about to climb up to the race's high point, a, a 14,000 foot peak at Handys. How are you feeling then? In fact, I was very happy to go to Andes because mm. I love this, this place. And, uh, but the problem was we encountered this huge storm. A huge storm. Yeah, and, and it was first raining very heavily. And then there was some he hail. Mm. It was really painful. And so I, I was really cold. I did because my rain jacket was not the heavy one. Ah, okay. It was a light one. And I was really, really cold. So I say, okay, all I have to do is to hurry up as fast as I can. Uh, to stay warm mm. and every time I could run I, I tried to run not to be fast but just to to move and to be warmer and I, I knew that in Andes uh, after Andes I will I would uh, see some downhill and downhill may, makes me warmer okay so um, I, I, yeah I, I think I did just section pretty fast I think you did because I, I was I wanted really to go up uh, and down there um, but it was quite tough, yeah. Handy's Peak can be a very difficult place in the race, not only because you go up to 14,000 feet, but because you're exposed above treeline for a very long time yeah. when the weather can be bad. Was the, once you got up high on the mountain, was the, was it, was it, what was the weather like then? Um, yeah, it was just raining. Okay. But there was no storm anymore. Okay. It was, I was a bit lower when I, the storm, I think I was really close to the lightning because <laughs> you know you can count between yeah, the yeah. And I didn't have the time to count to one <laughs> okay. second. Okay, just so lightning like, thunder. oh my God. <laughs> but then, then in any spot, okay, it was just raining. I was really cold, but I saw some people, photographer and so, and I say, okay, I'm lucky, I'm running. <laughs> they are staying, yeah. and they must be colder than me. Yeah. So I don't have to complain, I just have to go straight down. Caroline, going into the evening, climbing up from Uray towards Governor's Basin and then Kroger's Canteen, which is another one of the high points, you moved up the Camp Bird Road so quickly, but then it looked like you had a bit of a slow split between Governors and Kroger's. Yeah. Were you starting to feel fatigue then, or? Um, in, um, in the, during the dirt road, I was feeling good. And then, yes, it was steep. And I think I, normally I'm pretty uh, good in the snow, but I don't know why for going up to Kroger's, I was very bad. I, okay. I glided sometimes. Okay. And my poles were the very light one, but they didn't have the... Ah, the, so they, yeah, they poked went, through yeah. the snow. 
and I lost many time. Okay. And um, but yes, maybe I was feeling the fatigue a little bit. Starting to set yeah, in yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was incredible to me was that your time to Governor's Basin, which is 64 and a half miles into the race, you were just 23 minutes behind the lead men, which included men like Mike Foote, Joe Grant, Killian Jornet. It's an incredible split for a woman for such a long distance in this race. But yet, there was a lot of racing to go. You know, there was yeah. another 14 or 15 hours. I was, I was really prepared to do that. But then after Quadras, I got lost. So, um, yeah, let's talk about that. I think um, at least watching your GPS tracker, you began making the descent out of Kroger's, but then you have to pass a, a saddle yeah. to get to the next drainage, and you didn't make it over that? Yeah. Uh, it was, in fact, I, I, I told to my pacer, go forward and find the path. I thought he, he knew it. But in fact, he didn't know. He just so I just followed him, and I think the marking was very poor. Mm. And after me, they, they put small marker on, and yeah. But the stupid thing was to, when you get lost, you have to go up, find the marking, and don't try to continue. And I was afraid of losing five minutes, and I lost ninety. Right. Uh, it, it was so stupid. I should have go when I saw no marking. I should have gone up. So see the marking, maybe ask two people and go quietly. Because then I got angry and we, we went down, up, down, up. And I, yeah, I lost all my energy. It was over after. Yeah, so the, the Hard Rock course, it is lightly marked as you experience, yeah. but also part of being a part of this race is knowing that you need to route find too, that yeah. um, you can't entirely uh, rely on marking. You have yeah. to be able to know the route yourself. It's a bit of pity because uh, I knew pretty much of the course and um, I never wanted to drive to Telluride and it was okay. just the only section I didn't know. Okay. I studied the map. It, during the day, one time I was to Quadras. Uh, I went to Quadras, sorry. And I just uh, looked at the a trail and it, it seemed to me pretty obvious. But during the night, there was a little bit of snow on the ground. I didn't recognize. And I think if I should be, would be, have been alone, I would have taken the time to look. But you know, when you are two, my mistake was to rely on the pacer, and then I followed him, and we disagreed. And yeah, I think I got confused because mm -hmm. of that. A, a, a moment of a moment of making a mistake very far into a race yeah. ha can have a, a big impact, like spending yeah. 90 minutes off the course, yeah. unfortunately. And I lost so many energies. So I think the problem was also when I went to Telluride, I was very tired. If I went, would have been not lost, I would have been uh, had much more energy in Telluride. So after going up to Oscar, I was really, really slow. Hopefully I had a young pacer, <laughs> very patient. But then it was, yeah, the magic was over. I was angry and I, I couldn't stop being angry mm -hmm. and depressed and di disappointed and slow. And then the end of the race, I just went, but I was slow and it was not, not so much fun, much fun. Well, in fact, your splits from Telluride to the finish, they were no longer on record pace. They were slower, <sighs> but they were faster 
than almost everybody in the field. The only person uh, who was catching you was Darcy yeah. Piquet, but she, uh, her deficit to you was so far, yeah. so much that you know she could only. There was only so so many minutes she could make up. She couldn't catch you. You were too far out in the front. So, though you felt like you weren't going that fast, you in fact were still making great time relative to the women's field. I'm happy to know it <laughs> because it was like a bit of a nightmare. Mm. I was very very slow going up. At the moment after the ride, I looked at my my watch, and I said, oh "My God, in one hour." I, uh, only did very, I was so slow. I, I, then I stopped looking at the watch because I said it should only uh, get, get, it will only get me, uh, getting me more depressed. Yeah, yeah. And um, the problem, I think I could have some good run in downhill until um, Chapman. Chapman. Uh, even going down to KT, it was okay. But then the last downhill, I, I couldn't run. Very hard. Yeah. No, I had no legs. Well, I think the award ceremony is just starting, and I want you to go in and, and collect your, um, your winning trophy. Um, but a last question for you. You cross the line in Silverton. You run the third fastest time of women in the race's long history. Do you feel a sense of, you know, you speak of being angry and disappointment and feeling fatigue. Now that the race is over, do you feel a sense of pride for what you did accomplish there? For the moment, uh, no, but okay. I'm very happy to, to, yeah, a little bit pride because I, 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 stayed, uh, I could do it. And that was my goal, to be able to do this cycle and to kiss the rock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy about that. And, um, yeah, but, but, you know, I'm not really the person... Uh, a person who is uh, easily proud of okay. herself. So, yeah, but I, I think it was good what I did and to keep continuing and not getting completely dispersed. So, yeah, I was, I'm happy. Hard Rock is a race that people return to. Do you think you'll return? I have the tickets. Yeah, you do. Um, so I spoke with my husband this morning and he said, ah, oh, you will leave another time next year. <laughs> and so, I say, ah, oh, we have time, but yeah, I would like to do the course in the other direction. Other direction. I think if it would have the same been the same direction, I would hesitate more mm. uh, because I like to change. But the, the other direction, it will be a... a Totally new course. New race, new yeah, experience. It would be very interesting, yeah. Well, I guess possibly we'll see you in 2018 then. Yes, I hope. And also, it's really a special race and I, I, it's great to be part of it. Well, congratulations to you. Thank on you. On your win of the 2017 Hard Rock 100. Thank you. Go collect your trophy, yes. huh? <laughs> well done.